Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Clashing in Traffic. My name is Cash. Hop on in, buckle up. It's time to go play in some traffic. Y'all, I want to thank everybody for joining with me today on my commute. I appreciate everybody who's always hopping in the car with me as I drive off to work. I am, I'm blessed with the ability to work from home most days of the week, but I do have to go in uh, at least once a week to do some meetings and take care of things that I can't really take care of from home, and it's not a short drive, so I enjoy having somebody to talk to, having something to talk about while I am just aimlessly trying to get to the office. Uh, you guys who've been around since day one, I, I really appreciate all of the support that you guys have given me throughout this oh, past many months that I've been doing this since, oh, like March, I guess. And to the new guys, thank you for showing up. It's always nice to see new names show up in the Discord servers and new comments from different people as they uh, send their support and and just get to know me a little bit better. I, I love having everybody out there. So thank you for joining with me and keeping me company as I head off to work this fine Tuesday morning. So welcome, gamers, wherever you might be. I hope that you're having a fantastic day in Clash of Clans. Last week, we ended the episode by an apology to Nob for me not being able to get to one of his questions that he had asked. I have the questions for Catfish channel in the Discord server, and I try to reserve those questions to get answered here in an episode live on air instead of just answering them in, in text on the Discord server. Nob had asked a question that was it was really intriguing to me, the question that he asked, and it took a little bit of research to come up with the right answer for it and to, to kind of understand what the heck was going on. So Nob's question says this, am I losing Elixir donating non-max troops to lower town halls because of the level limit? Now, for a second, I thought, what is, what's he talking about? What's he mean? And then it hit me. All right, if I'm a maxed out town hall 14, and it costs me however much elixir it costs to train up a troop, but it shows up as oh let's let's say a level one troop because you know the town hall level that I'm donating it to is so low that they can't take anything higher than a level one. Did I just lose elixir because they're not getting what that troop was worth? Like all right, hold on here, supercell, what is going on? So let's do a little bit of research. Let's take some time to look into what exactly is going on and maybe potentially come up with some conspiracy theories here, guys. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. You tell me what you think after we go through some of this. So let's set the stage here. We have to make a couple assumptions just based on what, what I have to work with and how I was able to go about this test. So the first assumption we're going to make is we're talking about max level troops from the donating account. So we're going to assume that you're a Town Hall 14, your your lab is done, so all of your troops are maxed out, uh, and that, that you are now donating to lower Town Halls. We're also going to assume that you're in a maxed out clan, right? That you have those level 10 clan perks, and you get that full rebate on your donation. I think you get the full rebate, which is a 50% rebate. I think you get that at, is it clan level nine? So we're just gonna assume 10. I did the donations from Knights of Zion, which has the full uh, donation rebate. And the other thing we're going to assume, just because this is where my, my account is right now, is that 
you have maxed out the the gold pass to get the full 20% training reduction cost. Okay, that, that's just where I'm at right now. So that, that's what I have to work from. So we're, those are the assumptions we're going to make. Your Town Hall 14, Max Lab, you have full clan perks with your clan, and you have the 20% training reduction from the season pass. Now, moving forward with this, I'm going to be... The numbers that I'm talking about are for donations that I made to my Town Hall 11 and to my Town Hall 2. I also did some donations to my Town Hall 5 and some of my Town Hall 9s and whatever, but those those numbers we're not including. You know, I don't, I don't need to go through four different Town Hall levels. Two Town Hall levels will be enough to, to show what exactly is going on. Okay. Now, the other thing is, I'm going to be basing this off of Baby Dragons. And why? Well, that's just... It was the big biggest troop that I could fit into my Town Hall 2's Clan Castle. That's also what I've been using in my Clan Castle with Town Hall 2. I had a bunch of them trained up in my Town Hall 14, so it just made it easy to go with those troops. Uh, my Town Hall 2, I've been doing some stuff trying to push it up a, a little bit in trophies. Uh, I thought it would be kind of funny to have my Town Hall 2 have more trophies than my Town Hall 14. Uh, I don't have that screenshot yet because my, well, whatever. We'll get to why my, what's going on with the Town Hall 14 a little bit later. But that's why I've been so active on the Town Hall 2, uh, my, my Two Fishes account. Now, let's start at the top. My Town Hall 14, when I train a Baby Dragon with a 20% cost reduction because of the Gold Pass, it cost me 9,600 Elixir to train that Baby Dragon. If I donate that maxed out level 8 baby dragon to another Town Hall 14 that can take a maxed out level 8 baby dragon, I get back half of that 9,600 elixir, um, and I, so that means I get 4,800. The other Town Hall 14 is receiving a troop that is worth 9,600 and only costs me 4,800. So that, that's a good deal, right? 50% of that, that full value baby dragon going over to my buddy that can take a full value maxed out baby dragon. Now, when I take that baby dragon and I donate it to my Town Hall 11, it's not showing up as a full value baby dragon. I can only take a level 7 baby dragon in my Town Hall 11. Now, the level 7 baby dragon costs 8,800 with the 20% cost reduction, okay? 8,800. So, I spent 9,600 on it. I'm only getting 8,800 worth of value out of it. But I still only get, I'm sorry, I get the, I'm only getting 4,800 of rebate out of it when I donate it, right? But it's it's not it's not worth that full 9,600. So what happened to that cost? There's there's an 800. There's about an 800 difference there in the cost of elixir from the level eight to the level seven, and I'm that's. I'm losing that. Where is where's that going, right? So if if I'm training this thing at nine thousand six hundred, and I'm receiving it on the other end, and it's only worth eight thousand eight hundred, why am I not getting back more than the four thousand eight hundred to make up for that difference in cost, the difference in value, right? If I'm doing my math correctly, uh, I would think I would be getting back another 400 so 5200 to make up for the difference in the value of what's being received now that doesn't seem like much right 
a difference of 400 elixir, who cares? You know, that's a couple seconds of letting your your max out elixir pumps work. Maybe a minute or two, right? I, it, it's not much at all. But let's look at my Town Hall 2. When I train up on my Town Hall 14 of Baby Dragon, again, cost me $9,600. $9,600? No, 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 no. 9600 elixir to train up that Baby Dragon. When I go to donate it to my Town Hall 2, my Town Hall 2 can only accept a level 1 Baby Dragon. That level 1 Baby Dragon, to train up a level 1 Baby Dragon with a 20% cost reduction, is only 4,000 elixir. That That's a difference of 5,600 elixir, right? So I'm donating something that is worth 9,600 elixir. My Town Hall 2 is, my Town Hall 2 is receiving something that's only worth 4,000 elixir. So where'd that 5,600 difference go? And I'm only getting back 4,800 in the rebate. What what happened to the rest of that? There's like like 2,800 worth of elixir that is just gone, or at least worth of value of elixir that is just gone. I would I would think that if I'm donating something that is worth 9,600 and it's only showing up as being worth 4,000 that I would get a rebate of one, the difference in cost between the 9,600 and the 4,000, and then the 50% of whatever that value is. That makes sense to me because it's all about the cost that it, it, it took me to build it versus the value that is being received on the other end. So where is that elixir going? Or if it's a dark troop, where is that dark elixir going? Or let's say it's a siege machine that I'm donating to a Town Hall 10 that can't receive a max level siege machine. Where's where's the difference in that gold going? What's happening to it, guys? Now, you might just say, oh, it's, it's not really being lost. You know, you already spent it, and, and that's just what it costs to train these things. But come on now. there's Money just doesn't disappear. Things just don't disappear, right? If we, if we look at the theory of relativity, that there's a constant amount of of energy and mass, right? That there's this whole, that, that none of it can get destroyed. That that was what that whole theory of special relativity, relativity was about. So the same thing's got to be true about our currency. It can't just possibly be that the currency in this game is made up or even, well, the value of the currency in real life is even made up now. Well, we're not going to get into that. But somebody's stealing it. Somebody is walking away with this value of currency. And I want to know what's going on. This is just some huge money laundering deal. That's that's what's going on, isn't it? Supercell, you can come on. You're listening. Let us know. Who are you laundering this this elixir and dark elixir and gold for? What's what's up? I have a theory. And that is somebody we have not seen in game for a long, long time. Well, Maybe you've seen him in-game if you created a, a new account recently. But we're talking about our Town Hall 14s right now, right? That was the assumption. We're talking about doing things from our Town Hall 14. So we haven't seen this guy in-game since the tutorial. That's right. Since you were a Town Hall 1, before you even upgraded to Town Hall 2, so that you could finish your tutorial and move on to the real game. And that guy is the Goblin King. I have a, I have a theory that Supercell is laundering this elixir, dark elixir, and gold for the Goblin King, and he's using our donations to do it. What do you think? I think, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe this is a complete and total reach. It probably is because this is a game and it's all made up and, you know, we're just having fun with it. 
But that's that's what I think, guys. Maybe this is going to be the next fan fiction section here in Clashing in Traffic. So a couple weeks ago, I asked you guys what your theories were about the bananas that we see in Supercell content. And we got some fantastic stories and theories about where the bananas came from and, and why. And, you know, again, Supercell's only response to any of that is that they like bananas. That's all they've ever said about where the bananas came from. Well, now, what are your theories on where this elixir and dark elixir in gold is going? Why is Supercell laundering this loot? Or are they embezzling it? What are they What are they storing it away for? What is going on? What's happening with this loot? I want to know. Let's get to the bottom of this. So, if you've got theories on where this is going, what it's being used for, put them in the in the That's Bananas channel in the Discord server. We'll have that open. We're gonna we're gonna have some more fan fiction theories coming in. This is your assignment this week. While you're doing all the other well, it's clan games. So you know, some of you guys are probably already done with clan games, and some of you guys don't really care about them. So this is the assignment. We don't have any other events going on other than the clan games, clan chores, whatever. I want to know what's going on with this extra loot. Thank you, Knob, for being the whistleblower that is pointing out that something isn't right, that we are losing loot to supercell on this, and we need to know the truth behind what's going on. Uh, Nob, I hope that Supercell doesn't retaliate against you on this. Uh, th this could be a massive conspiracy. I, hopefully we hear from you and you know you don't just disappear off the face of the earth because the Goblin King has kidnapped you. And I'm not I'm not talking about Jareth the Goblin King from Labyrinth, even though that, you know, maybe there is a relation there. Maybe the Goblin King that we see in Clash of Clans is some sort of offspring of one of those little crazy goblins that we saw in Labyrinth. And if you don't think that Labyrinth is one of the greatest movies of all time, we can fight about that. But it, it, it absolutely, most assuredly is one of the best movie soundtracks ever. I, that was my childhood. I still own a VHS copy, even though I don't think I have a VCR anymore that plays it. I still have a VHS copy of Labyrinth. I've got a DVD copy of it. I have a Blu-ray of it, and it's on several of my streaming platforms uh, because it's just awesome. So maybe it's Jareth that's behind all this. Maybe, I, I don't know. Let me know. Let me know what your theories are. And Nob, um, I know that in the U.S. we have some whistleblower protection laws, but brother, you're, you're not in the U.S. You're in Australia, so I don't think our, our U.S. laws are going to cover you there. And the, even if they did, Supercell's in Finland, so I don't think the U.S. law is going to cover an Australian citizen from whistleblower retaliation from some crazy goblin kings living in Finland. Um if we don't hear from Nob for a while after this, y'all, we just have to assume he's been kidnapped by the goblins. And, yeah, so stay safe out there, brother. Stay safe. Don't let him get you. <laughs> but, no, seriously, I, you know what? I don't know what happens with that loot. We, we do lose some value on that. And I find it interesting that we do. I don't know that Supercell's ever thought of that. But, you know, the way that Nob's brain worked, he thought of it. And he, he asked me what my thoughts are on it, and you know what? I, I didn't have much going on as far as Clash of Clans content, so I just kind of ran with that. My little brain just went crazy thinking about what could possibly be happening with this loot that's that, that's disappearing. And uh, I, I would love to know what some of the fun, silly theories that you might have would be. Uh, where, where does that loot from the donations go? <laughs> All right, uh, and, and, and as far as last week's episode, uh, like I said, we, we weren't able to answer those questions that we had last week because of some more serious things that we're talking about. 
And I, I appreciate the feedback that I got on that episode last week. Uh, I'm going to give a couple shout outs to some folks who had DM'd me and, and sent some encouraging words and whatnot. I've already shouted out Hero because he had immediately re- reached out to me uh, after I had posted something about it in Discord, even before I was able to record the episode. Um, because, like I said, he and I had some similar experience there in that. Uh, but I also want to give a shout out to Good Cop, Bad Cop, and Darth Yoda, who reached out to me in DMs. And sent some encouraging words, uh, guys. The the stuff I'm 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 fine, right? I witnessed a tragic accident. It had impacted me a little bit emotionally, um, but I was not the one who was majorly impacted by it. There's two families out there whose lives are forever changed, and it's really those folks who I would you know appreciate the, the prayers and the kind thoughts for because you know, there's a family who is missing a, a, a mother, a grandmother, an aunt. I don't I don't know what her family was and then there's another family uh where the gentleman is now struggling with his actions resulted in the loss of of life and he's i'm sure dealing with many different emotions and many different things in his life right now Uh, as far as i know right now there still has not been any criminal charges pressed because of the way that things happened and i don't know that there should be criminal charges but that does not that does not give any sort of comfort to the fact that things happened that ended tragically. So continue, uh, please, to, to pray for those folks and, and keep them in your thoughts and prayers. That that would be, be much appreciated. Now, moving on from that, let's, let's get back to some Clash of Clans content. What do we have going on? Like I said, Clan Games is going on this week. I have just barely even begun clan games. I took a couple days of a break from Clash of Clans last week. Last week was kind of, I don't know, it was crazy busy. It was it was a fun week, and, and I enjoyed it. It started off shortly after I concluded recording last week's episode. I was still playing Clash pretty, pretty consistently, uh, like I normally do. I've been busy on my Town Hall 11, pushing it up my goal was to get my Town Hall 11 pushed up to Legend League at the end of the season so that it could be in Legend League at the last day so that you know I get that you know Legend League trophies or something uh, for being there at the end of the season. And what ended up happening was I got there a lot sooner than I had intended. Now, usually on my Town Hall 11, I'm up in Titan 1 and as I'm as I'm raiding uh, I, on a, during a, an hour-long training boost, I will gain 70 to 100 trophies, depending on you know how many trophies I get. I sit in the clouds a little bit, and a lot of the trophy offers that I get from that are a lot lower than I would, would want. So even if I three-star, I'm only going to get 18 trophies, and it's going to be against a Town Hall 12 or 13. So I'm not able to three-star it, so I'm settling for just a few, a lot of times single-digit trophies, which doesn't doesn't bode well for trying to push very high. I'm also using armies, right? I'm, I was using event armies because we had Baby Dragon events, we had Super Wizard events, we had P.E.K.K.A. events. So I'm using all kinds of crazy armies. You know on my Town Hall 11, I love using my Zap Witch. But that is usually against other Town Hall 11s or fairly new Town Hall 12s. Titan 1, I'm not seeing very many of those, so I have to change, right? So I'm using these event armies that I know that I can get a 1-star or maybe a 2-star against town hall 13s that's the goal because i'm seeing a lot more town hall 13s there so i have to take 
crazy different armies that can guarantee that I get at least that one star, if not a two star, against those Town Hall 13s. Well, here's the, I don't know, the interesting part. If you take an army that is going to guarantee you a two star when you do an 11d13 hit, it's an army that's not going to triple another Town Hall 11. So there were so many times that I've got these armies and all I'm seeing are maxed out Town Hall 12s or some newer Town Hall 13s, and I'm like, cool, I'm able to two-star these, everything's working hunky-dory, good to go. And then I come across a Town Hall 11, and I'm like, finally, I got a base I can triple. And I look at that army and like, there's no way I can triple this base with with the army that I have cooked up. It should be an easy triple. If I had a, an army that was good 11v11, it would be an absolute total triple. But because I'm seeing... 12s and 13s, I'm not taking armies for tripling, I'm taking armies for two-starring. And then you come away, you know, I'm hitting this 11 that's a terrible layout, it should be easy to easy to just run over it, and it's not. So I end up losing, you know, losing out on trophies because of the armies that I'm having to take to be prepared to hit 12 versus 13, or I'm sorry, 11 versus 12 or 11 versus 13. Yeah, that, that, that's been interesting. What I ended up using a lot was... E-Drags, right? E-Drags, we know we're strong. It's a spam-type army. Yes, it takes some skill to actually have some surgical E-Drags. And I've seen a couple of those type of hits where somebody is really precisely laying out the E-Drags and, and coming up with gorgeous funnels and doing some good work. But usually when we think of E-Drags, it's people just spamming things and, and praying that they go in and do a lot of damage. As I'm going 11v12 or 11v13, it's somewhat surgical, but at the same time, I'm spamming just hoping that I can get into that that town hall before the Eagle Artillery destroys me, or I'm trying to get that Eagle Artillery down so that the, the rest of my troops can kind of clean stuff up. Then I've also, I've been using Blizzard, Town Hall 11 Blizzard, so I can only take three Super Wizards in my Town Hall 11 CC, but that's been enough. I've been taking some extra clones, not clone spells, taking some extra invisibility spells, and even dedicating maybe two rages if I need to. So I've been running like six invisibilities and two rages to make sure that those three little super wizards are able to get the town hall and whatever else is around it down so that I can guarantee the one star. And then rushing those E-drags into the Eagle Artillery and hoping that I can then clean up the rest of the outside of the base to get to that 50% so that I can secure the two-star. It's actually been working for me. And this is going to be a viable option, I think, when I move next month into CWL with Eden's Edge. This is definitely going to be another, you know, another choice that I have in my arsenal when we get those mismatches and I have to then go against Town Hall 12s and 13s. If I'm doing 11 versus 12, my Zap Witch will, will work a lot of times. But... In Master League, not Master, we're in Crystal League. Eden's Edge is in Crystal League. In Crystal League 1, we are starting to see a lot more Town Hall 13s and a lot more Town Hall 14s that are getting paired up at the bottom of our map where we have Town Hall 11s. So this is going to be another, I don't know, another tool in the belt to help do those reach attacks to be able to get two stars 11v13. Uh, Blizzard and then E-Drags. I even, at some in some cases, was doing something stupid but it ended up working and that was a queen charge with a blizzard and then e-drags so i'm wasting a bunch of space with these healers right so i don't get as many e-drags but having the queen charge be able to go in and take out the eagle artillery after the blizzard has taken out the town hall 
then leaves those tankier e-drags to clean stuff up on the outside, even though there's not very many of them. And that was a pretty solid two-star strategy going 11 versus 13. If I if I get any really good hits with that, I'll, I'll you know maybe post some screenshots in the Discord server so that y'all can see what's going on. And any of these other Town Hall 11s that we have out there who are having to attack 12s and 13s, let me know what it is that you're working with that's, that's working for you and, and what kind of percentages you're getting against these. Because as we get ready to next week move into CWL, we're all going to need to be prepared for taking on some of these reach attacks if you're a Town Hall 11 sitting in oh, Crystal League. Uh, or even, you know, I've seen some Town Hall 11s that have been begging to get into Master League clans. You, you, Town Hall 11s don't deserve being in Master League, y'all. Uh, you're, you're stretching if you're asking to get brought into a Crystal 2 clan with a Town Hall 11. Uh, don't don't try to hit too far above your station. But that's that's what I've been running. Well, what happened was I've been slowly working my way up towards Legend League, right? On this Town Hall 11, been pushing, been pushing slowly. Uh, I'll gain maybe, you know, 25 trophies per day because I'll, I'll push and then I'll take a defense and get absolutely crushed on defense and lose a bunch of trophies. Well, Thursday night last week, I had done my, my boost and pushed uh, during Thursday and then I had to take defense overnight. And I, I fully expected I was going to wake up the next morning and find that I had gotten tripled, lost, you know, 30 or 40 trophies, whatever, and that I would be back down. That didn't happen. Y'all, I took two defenses overnight and ended up winning both of them, which was a positive on defense of over 50 trophies. I was like, whoa, hold up. Now I'm sitting up in the high 4,900 range. I could actually push the legend now. I'll get knocked out of legend and still have time to push back to legend by the end of the season. And then here's the other thing. I actually streamed that legend league push on my town hall 11. I had no intention of streaming. I'm not a streamer. I don't have a professional setup. I've got a real janky thing going on that, that works for me and is, is not pretty, but I started streaming because I was doing some research for the other streamers and content creators that we have in the clan. I wanted to find some, well, I wanted to find some ways to get some discord notifications whenever any of the guys in our clan family decide to start streaming. You know, Klaus is our content creator. He does mostly YouTube, but is looking to get back into some streaming now that, well, dude has some real life busyness going on that is that is no joke. Um, moving, selling houses, family members taking new jobs, all this stuff going on. So he's not been streaming as much, but would love to get back to it once he's through this super busy period. Peacekeeper has been streaming from Knights of Zion. We've got a couple other guys who have considered going in and doing some streaming and some folks that are in our, our family that do streams. And we like to know when those guys stream so that we can go out and support them. You know, even if I'm working, I'll throw the stream on in the background just to have, you know, just to listen to it and support the guys while I'm getting some work done. So I was doing some research on Discord bots that could give all of us notifications. Yes, we have Dino, we have Me6, and we have Carl, like a lot of Discord servers do. And they have some integration with Twitch so that people can, can get notifications from Twitch channels. Well, here's the thing. One of those bots, their Twitch integration is broken. It's just not working right now. They offer the ability to do more than one for free without having to pay for the premium part. And I have no problem with, with software developers or bot developers asking for people to pay for using 
the whatever they have put some hard work and effort into, right? People, there, there's no such thing as a free lunch. If people put effort into something, if they are offering it to you for a price, I have no problem with that at all. People should be able to get paid for their hard work. But if I can find something that does the same thing you're charging for and I can get it for free, then I'm absolutely going to try the free version. So one of those three bots, they offer the ability for some Twitch integration for more than one channel for free, but it's it's been broken uh, pretty much all year. The other two, you can integrate one Twitch stream onto the bot and get notifications. Well, we have more than one Twitch streamer and we wanted to be able to get notifications about that. So the, the that meant we were going to have to pay for the premium version. And before I went ahead and shelled out any money to pay for the premium version of that, we wanted to check and see if there were free versions that we could use. And that's what I found. Uh, I found a bot. It's called StreamCord. And it lets me subscribe to up to, I think it's 25 Twitch channels and get notifications for whenever they go live. And that's just in the free section. If you need more, they have all kinds of other things that you can do if you pay for the premium version of it. It's like, okay, let's invite this bot over to the Discord server and see how we can get it working. Well, that meant I needed to test it. And the only way to test it was, well, to link it to a stream and then have somebody go live. And our usual streamers weren't online. Nobody was planning on having any streams. So I thought, well, okay. Let me do a quick test stream just to see if it works. So I invite the bot over, set up the roles, and get the channel set up for this thing to dump its notifications into. And then I I noticed that, you know, on the my Twitch, my Twitch app on my phone, there's actually a go live button. That that didn't used to exist, right? You used to have to have a capture card so that it could plug into the phone, capture the, you know capture the screen and then send it through the Twitch uh, application on the desktop computers or laptop computers, whatever it is that you're you know, streaming from. Well, now you can go live straight from your phone. Okay, well, let's try that. Go on, open up, open up Clash Clans. Then I open up Twitch and go over to my, my account settings on Twitch, hit the go live button, select gaming, Clash Clans, edit the title, test stream, blah, 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 go live switch over to Clash of Clans app, and lo and behold, the notification pops up in the Discord server. The The bot is working just as planned. Fantastic. Uh, we set up a reaction role in the server so that anybody who wants to get those notifications, when people go live, they can just react to the role and get a, a stream notification alert from any of these guys that go live. The bot also has the ability to do some auto roll functions in Discord, but that's that's all in beta. Uh, what what the auto roll function would be is you set up a live now roll in your server, and then anytime somebody goes live, it would apply that roll to their Discord accounts. And then if you have that roll set up as like oh you know the highest one in priority on the server, it now shows everybody when you look at your member list. If somebody's live, they're going to show up at the top. Uh, you can set up, you know, special icons or whatever if you want so that it, it highlights, hey, this guy's live right now. Go join him. Having that then also brings in other things to where, let's say, that person wanted to maybe have a voice chat to where 
you know, clan members could maybe join in on the voice chat with the stream. You could you could have that role then automatically get put into a voice chat and people that wanted to join who had the permissions could easily do that. So there's all kinds of things that you can do with it. Uh, the, the auto role right now for me and my server, the way I had things set up, wasn't quite working, but the developers have said it's in beta. They're still testing some things and, and maybe in the, the future that the little bugs in the way that I had it set up will get worked out and those auto role things to work. But the stream alerts was really what we wanted. So stream cord so just like you know discord except put delete the disc and put stream stream cord is the name of the bot and it provides a lot of the notifications and things that, that we were looking for and it is it's been great having uh, the nice thing that i like about it is that not only will it send a notification when somebody goes live it'll edit that notification when the stream ends so you're not cluttered with a bunch of hey peacekeepers live well, that was six hours ago. Is he still live? It has an edit function to where you can tell it to either just delete the notification. And now there's there's no evidence that it was there other than some people get ghost pings and some people get mad when they get ghost pings because they got an alert and then the stream ended. So it deleted the alert and it still shows up with a little red bubble. Okay, get over it. You got a ghost ping. Sorry, you were the one that volunteered to get the live streaming notifications. Or you can have it clean up the alert and say, you know, yes, he was stream, he was streaming, but now that stream has ended, you know, pay attention next time and, and come join us, whatever. I love the, the fact that I can edit that notification once the stream has ended. So I can either keep that channel clean or leave whatever sort of message uh, the, the streamer would want to have. So yeah, I tested it out. I did a couple streams from my phone and then would pull up, you know, Twitch on my desktop computer so that I could watch the chat. The stream wasn't pretty, but it worked. I did that just to test things out for the other guys. Well, now I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm sitting at home alone. I've got about an hour for my lunch break before I have to work on the next projects for work. And I've got the ability here to do a boost and push my Town Hall 11 up to Legend League. Hey, let's go ahead and stream it. See if anybody stops in. And it was fun. We had like six, seven people stop in. Uh, Peacekeeper was in there, Jesse Spoker was in there, Proverbs 31, Hannibal, uh, there were a couple other folks that had just popped in from the community because they see there's Clash Clan streaming, so there were a couple, you know, random folks that hopped in, and just to say hi, it was it was fun. Uh, man, the, let's see, Armchair General, our, uh, aka the Godfather from, from Knights of Zion, he popped in, it was nice getting to visit with him on stream also, and got to share pushing that Town Hall 11 up to Legend League with a few folks live on stream, that was fun. And it was super easy. I just did it from the Twitch app on my phone and then pulled up the Twitch chat on my computer so that I could watch what was going on. Super easy. Now, no, it wasn't a professional overlay. I didn't have a camera there. I didn't have all of the stuff going on, the restream where you could see the stream chat on the stream. I didn't have any overlays and fun little you know transitions, which look great right that's what makes a good stream a good stream is the extra effort that goes into it but for anybody who's wanting to maybe try it out it's super easy now download the twitch app download the game that you want to play open up the game switch over to the twitch app go into your little you know tap on your little uh your profile picture and hit go live set it up and boom you're live and people can play the game right alongside with you watch what you're doing it's really cool so I had fun doing that. I had fun setting up that little bit of a stream, testing out some bots, and then spending some time hanging out with some folks as I pushed that account up into Legend League. Now, I didn't stay in Legend League very long. I stayed longer than I thought I was going to. 
I got there about halfway through this, the league day, which meant I was given four attacks. Usually you get eight, but you know, when you, the first, your first day in, you get the, a number of t- attacks and defenses based upon, you know, how far into the day you went. So I was about halfway through, so I got half the number of attacks. So I got four. And I only got attacked three times. All three of them were triples, of course, because I'm this Town Hall 11 sitting in Legend League, so everybody shows up and gets to attack me, and they're like, hey, there's a Town Hall 11. I'm going to absolutely plow over this guy. And that's what I expected. I got tripled. But because I only got attacked three times, and I was able to get four attacks in and get two stars on all of those, I was able to sneak in at just barely over 4,900 trophies so that I stayed in Legend League for a second day. So a day and a half in Legend League as a Town Hall 11. I'll take it. Um, now, this isn't the first time that I've had a Town Hall 11 in Legend League. My main account was in Legend League as a Town Hall 11, but that was right as Town Hall 13 was coming out, and it was right as I was maxing out Town Hall 11. I think I spent my last day or two as a Town Hall 11 in Legend League and became a Town Hall 12 there while Town Hall 13 was coming out. But that was way different, right? I'm only a basically one town hall behind now it's a town hall 11 and we've got town hall 14s up there so i didn't expect to stay in there at all i thought for sure i was going to get kicked out that first night and was pleasantly surprised when i woke up the next morning and saw that i was still in legend league because the fourth guy never actually attacked me Now, what else do we have going on? Uh, do I plan on doing any more streams? I don't know. I'm not. That's not going to be my main thing, right? Maybe when I have a little bit of time during the week, uh, when I'm home alone and I'm eating lunch, maybe I'll stream during uh, my my East Coast of the United States lunchtime uh, for about a half hour or so or an hour when I, when I have the chance. And as long as I've got something going on. But honestly, once I got that Town Hall 11 up to Legend League, I took several days off from Clash of Clans. Because we had a lot of business going on, right? It was time to, one, get ready for Thanksgiving. And in my house, getting ready for Thanksgiving? That means putting up Christmas decorations, y'all. I have no problem getting Christmas decorations up before Thanksgiving. Christmas decorations do not detract from Thanksgiving at all. It actually helps remind me who I'm giving thanks to. Because being thankful just to be thankful... Is that really being thankful? You know, you're, you're supposed to be giving thanks to somebody. And the ones that, well, who I'm giving thanks to and who the folks who founded this holiday all those many years ago, at least here in the United States, uh, they were giving thanks to God. And Christmas is all about God sending his son to earth. So it helps remind me who we're giving our thanks to. And that is thanks to God for blessing us and providing for us with, with all of this abundant that we, this abundancy that we have here. So I don't have a problem with it. Does that mean we took down everything that was fall decorations? No, no, not at all. I've got part of my house that's decorated for Christmas. Part of it still has some Thanksgiving stuff up. And you know what? I'm cool with that. It all works. Because how much effort does it take to decorate the entire house for Christmas? And then to only have it up for like three, four weeks? Nah, nah, fam. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna put up thank we're gonna put up Christmas and it's gonna be there. We're going to put it up in the, you know, towards the end, the middle to end of November. And I'm not taking it down until after the 12 days of Christmas, right? 12 days of Christmas starts on December 25th. And then you count 12 days after that. And that takes you to Orthodox Christmas, which is 12 days after traditional Christmas. Uh, and that is, 
that's how long you're supposed to have those decorations up. So if you come driving past my house at the end of January and you still see Christmas up, you know what? Get over it. We like the twinkly lights. We like the smells of Christmas. We like that. We enjoy it, especially in this time when people are not you know, going out as much and enjoying other things. It's just nice to have a little bit of extra happiness sitting in our house, and we are going to enjoy it to the full extent. If you don't like it, then don't come to my place for Thanksgiving. If you do like it, come on over. I'm sure I can make you a cup of coffee. We'll probably have... We'll probably have some pie left over, man. My wife can make some pies, I tell you what. And I'm going to be smoking some turkeys. And yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. And you know what? There's going to be Christmas trees. There's going to be Thanksgiving decorations. There's going to be Christmas music. And we're also going to watch, you know, Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. All at the same time. And we're going to have a blast. So if you're in the area, well, let me let me know right away now because because you know reservations. There's only so much room around the table, and we got we got a bunch of kids that are going to be in there with my my wife's family that comes and we host Thanksgiving. So you got to let me know early if you're coming. But I'm sure we can make room, and I'm sure I'll have a little bit of turkey and and some some pie for you left over. <laughs> but you got to be willing to sit there with that Christmas tree also. So yeah, we were getting ready for that, and that takes a lot of work. And then also this past Sunday was our 23rd wedding anniversary. So I didn't even open Clash of Clans that day, I don't think. I was I was too busy having fun and enjoying some time with my wife. We did some things with some family friends uh, before spending an evening together. What did we do the evening of our anniversary? Y'all, we had the absolute most gourmet meal. We went out to our own kitchen and made hot dogs. Um... <laughs> <laughs> because that's what we felt like doing. We didn't want to go out. We'd been out all day doing other things. We're like, you know what? We just want to eat. We just want to be in the house. What do we have in the house? We, we had some hot dogs. So that's what we did. I baked cookies. My wife built trees. Well, Christmas trees. She, she decorated for Christmas trees while I was baking. Um, yeah, baking cookies. We, we just had fun. We did whatever the heck we wanted. <laughs> and it was so much fun uh, just hanging out together. It was just the two of us. My daughter was out uh, doing some things with some of her friends, and we, we we had a blast. We absolutely had a blast doing that together. Um, yeah, so that was going on, and then our son was coming into town, so he just showed up yesterday, so Monday. So we had to get his room cleaned out because that was kind of the you know the dumping grounds for all of the things that were decorating the house for fall that now needed to get put somewhere so that the Christmas decorations could come out of the attic and get put up. And it all got ended up, ended up getting stuck in his room for a little while. Yeah. Sorry, dude. You know, you went off to college. You got to expect your room's going to get used for something. So it got used as a storage ground for a little bit. So we cleaned all that out, had some fun. And that is why I didn't really play very much clash at all. The last, Oh, three, four days. It was a nice little break. Nice little time to reset. Uh, I, I pulled myself out of Gideon's Keep where everybody was so that I wasn't accidentally spun into any wars and just kind of chilled, and that was just fine with me. All right, guys, what else we got going on? Uh, clan games, I know that, like I said, I, I didn't even log in until this morning to see clan games has started, and before I even did my first one, we had like three or four people who had already finished clan games. Um, I've also been pushed all the way back up on my Town Hall 14 up to like Silver 1 because I wasn't going in and removing my guard and dropping trophies to complete that that unbreakable achievement, which means I am probably, not, no probably about it, I will not be 
completing this unbreakable achievement before the next update hits because i'm expecting we're going to see that update sometime probably between the 7th and oh i don't know what the calendar is we're going to see it sometime after the first monday of december right that's that's going to be my my guess going to be after the first monday um which is is which day is that the 6th so sometime between the 6th and I would say the 17th is when we're going to see that update. That That's just my guess. We typically see it earlier in December so that they can get it out. They can address any bugs that are in that update. And then the employees can take their Christmas breaks. So we're going to see that update in a couple weeks, y'all. So now i got to decide. Am I going to continue on for this unbreakable achievement? And by the way, uh, I think every Clash, just about every Clash podcast out there is has somebody that's working on that unbreakable achievement. Uh, I know that... We all know that, that C-Note finished his, so that's, that's Chris from Join had somebody doing it. Tribe of Judah from Clash on the Potty had, had been down uh, also chasing after it. It was going to be a race between the two of us. I don't know how that's going. I haven't seen where, what his progress is. And honestly, I don't know what my progress is at the moment. I don't have those numbers in front of me because I you know, took some days off, so I wasn't paying attention. And then last week I hear on Pineapples and Thorns that they are also chasing after that unbreakable achievement. So there's all kinds of us who are down there. I've seen, like I said before, I had I attacked Sir Cello Pup, so one of our guys from Knights of Zion. I attacked his base as we're both hanging out down there in Bronze League. And then Ink from over in the, the Clash Files family, he attacked me. And thankfully, you know, gave me a defensive win, didn't give me a, a shield or a guard, so appreciate that. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of us down there. Well, I've got to decide, am I going to stay down here and chase after this, or my plan was to be back up to Legend League before the next update so that I could be getting all that good loot. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think I'm going to end up pushing myself back up. Maybe I'll try to do like a zero to hero kind of thing and drop down to zero trophies. Yeah, getting down to zero trophies is going to be impossible. So we'll have to pick a, a cutoff. Maybe get down to below bronze and then see how long it takes me to push back up to Legend from there. Maybe that will be what I do. We'll max out this next update, and then we'll drop back down to finish the achievement. So, yeah, there's going to be people that beat me to it, but I think for longevity in the clan, uh, to help out the clan, this is going to be what works best for me. And then we also have an event that's coming up. Uh, Jesse Spoker, bloody Spook J, noob Spook J, uh, he is a pro player, works, he currently clashes for the Clash Champs team. And we have mentioned him here many times before because he has some of his mini accounts that hang out in Knights of Zion and do CWL with us. He's a, a friend of the family. He's also a friend of a ton of people in the Clash community. As I've been watching more and more Twitch streams, I'll head into a stream and I will see Jesse there in the stream chat. And not only is he, is he in there, he's usually got one of the little badges for being one of the highest donators. And that's in a ton of streams. Let's see. I know that I have been in streams with McKenzro and mentioned Jesse, and Jesse is is you know known by McKenzro. McKenzro calls him his favorite Belgian because Jesse calls Mac his favorite Irishman. I don't remember, but you know, there's some some sort of in joke going on between Jesse and Mac. Uh, I was in Susie Gaming's, and then Jesse shows up, and he's got one of the top donator badges and, and whatever. I was over uh, when I did my stream with my push. At the end of the stream, we went and raided Evil Tweedle, 
and Jesse was in my chat. We go over there, and he's like, oh, yeah, Evil Tweedle, I know him, and he's one of his highest donators. And Evil's like, hey, look, it's Jesse, blah, blah, blah. Dude is known throughout a lot of the stream community. He's pretty active on Twitter, and a lot of folks know who he is. Um, he's a base builder for us. He's it's just fun to have is one of our, our clan family members. He is sponsoring a neat event. Something a little bit a little bit unique. And I I kind of want to participate. So we're gonna see what happens here. Last month in CWL, Jesse had three accounts that he had in Gideon's Keep with us. He brought his main account that usually is the one that's over doing CWL with Clash Champs, but it was off-season for them. So he set his main account in with us. And between his three accounts, I think more than half of his attacks ended up being some sort of barch. So yeah, we're talking about SCCWL in, it's only Master 1, but still, Master 1 to some people is going to be a huge stretch, right? It's not Champion League, but Master 1, it's it, there are no slouches there either. And he did half of his attacks were barch raids, and got a couple triples with it, got a lot of high 2% with it. And then he's been pushing in Legend League with barch armies. And he said, you know what? Let's make this a competition. Let's do an event. So next month, He's hosting an event. He set up a Discord server for it where the challenge is to see who can get the highest in Legend League using Barch armies. He's got a minimum number of barbs and archers that you must put into your army. Whatever else you use is completely up to you. But you've got to have this minimum number of Barch. Now, yeah, there's going to be some trust that we have to, you know, trust that people are actually paying attention and following the rules. But I think it sounds like a cool event. So I will post a link to his Discord server. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, post a link to the tweet where he announced this. There's several folks from Knights of Zion who are going to be going to be participating. Uh, you have to link your Clash of Clans account to a bot that's going to be in his Discord server that tracks your Legend League progress. He had a friend of his that coded that bot for him so that it, it'll be easy, kind of automated tracking of it. I don't think it's going to, well, yeah, it's going to be some automated tracking. We'll just leave it at that. I think this is a cool thing, right? Pushing in Legend League is something that a lot of people do, but to put this kind of restraint on it where it's got to be a barge army is not something that I've seen a bunch of people do in the past. So we're going to have this whole community set up on this Discord server, pushing in Legend League with Barch, uh, hosted by Spoker, and we're going to have, I'm going to try to participate, Benjo from Knights of Zion. Benjo plays for LP4 Hades uh, and his, his professional stuff. And then helps us out in Knights of Zion now too, and is looking, you know, he's looking to get even better. We're, I'm, I'm hoping that one day we're going to see Benjo's name getting called on some of these these World Championship streams. He's got that kind of talent, and we've got some great folks who are in this clan that maybe one day we'll see getting their names called uh, on the, these World Championship kind of stages. But that's what we got going on. So I think I'm going to be pushing myself back up to Legend League and then participating in this thing that Spoker is going to be going to be sponsoring. So look for that. I'll post the link to the Discord server that he's got set up in the show notes for this. I'll also be posting a link to the Discord server where I'm at, where you can find me. I, I'm i in the Clash on the Potty Discord server. That's where they have decided to host me. So thanks to Proverbs31 and Tribe of Judah for having me over there. And to Holy Knight for actually being the admin who makes it all happen over there in the Clash on the Potty Discord server. So that's it, guys. Uh, we, we've talked about... Oh, man. We've talked about... The, the money laundering scheme that Supercell has going on with these troop donations. Uh, did some shout-outs about some of the stuff that happened with last week's episode and this event that Spoker's doing. Now, let's end this with, I've got another question for you. For those of you 
who are not in a location like Australia or Canada where we have these new Clash games available, how do you feel about content creators who are dedicating so much time to covering these games? So I'm in the United States of America. I cannot download games like Clash Mini, Clash Quest, Clash Heroes, or even Everdale without breaking some form of terms of service, without doing some stuff that I just would rather not have to do. Yes, I know there's ways to get around some of those location-based restrictions, but just the way that I operate stuff, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to change my location. It's also, if I change my location, it messes up some of my... Uh, my Apple family things that we have purchased. It messes with your subscriptions if you change your location. So we're not we're not going to do that. No, no, no. Not going to mess that up. But how do you guys feel about Clash of Clans content creators who are dedicating so much time to a game that you can't play? I understand why Supercell does it. They need to get some hype for this game. They need to get a beta test that actually gets a lot of people that are playing it and people who are watching it to give feedback on it. So that I completely understand. And... As long as that beta doesn't last forever, I'm cool with it. But let's all think back to Brawl Stars. Back when Brawl Stars came out, Powerbang was still doing Clash of Clans content. And he started doing about half Clash of Clans, half Brawl Stars. And I could not play Brawl Stars, right? And I was getting sick and tired of getting notifications to watch content on a game that somebody's been covering for a year and I still can't play it. So guys like PB and the work, and I love PB. Uh, he's, he's he's had such a huge impact on the mobile gaming community. Um, we, we've talked about that in the past. Love the guy. Love what he has done for the mobile gaming community. Love what he's done for the Clash of Clans community, even though he's no longer making Clash content. I turned off notifications for him because I did not want to watch any more Brawl Star content. And... I'm kind of to the same place now with some of these other games. There's a lot of Clash of Clans content creators who are creating content for Clash Mini. That's the one that I'm seeing the most of right now. And I absolutely, I want to play the game. I want there to be hype. I want, I hope that it does well. I hope it takes off and does very well for Supercell. But Supercell, if you keep these games in beta for so long, you're hurting the content creators who are dedicating a lot of their time and effort to making content for these games when their audience can't actually play it. I think there's there's going to be a fine balancing act here. If it's a short-term thing to where, yes, I'm able to be able to make some hype for the game, that's great. But I'm already to the point where I'm about to turn off notifications for content creators who are making Clash Mini stuff when I can't play it. So... How do you guys feel? Are you in the same boat as me? Are you are you excited for these games that are coming out? And yes, I know that our Canadian friends and our Australian friends, you guys are already having it and you're rubbing it in our faces and haha, I can play, you can't. But let's look at it from the big picture. Do you think that it is helping or hindering some of the content creators who are covering it? And are you like me where you're getting tired of seeing the content for games that you can't play? Um, and yeah, I'm jealous, guys. I would love to be able to play in those games with you, but I can't. And since I can't play it, I don't want to watch it because then that just makes me even more jealous. So I've got guys who I love that have been doing great things for the community. And I'm like, every time I see a notification from their YouTube channel or about a Twitch stream that they're doing, 
Like, I really, I don't even want to look now because is it going to be Clash that I love to play or is it going to be one of these games that I can't? So tell me your thoughts. How long do you think these things should be in beta before they get pulled back so that we're not getting this false hype and now alienating a good large portion of the community that can't even play it? Should they pull it back from beta for a while and then re-release into beta shortly before they actually go global release? I don't know. I'm not a game developer. I'm not in that sort of space. I just know as a consumer and as a, as a game player what my thoughts are. And I'd be interested to hear if anybody else is in a similar situation uh, as me. So, guys, that is going to be it for this week. I appreciate everybody riding along with me on my drive. And I can't wait to hear what we have going on. So don't forget, uh, head into the Discord server, into the That's Banana section, where we'll have the fanfic submissions about what's happening with this money laundering scheme with Supercell and the CC donations. Uh, don't forget the questions for Catfish section, where I will be answering any questions that you may have posted there here on the next episode. And again, can't wait to hear from you guys out there in the Discord servers. Chat with me about anything you got. I love hearing from you. With that being said, guys, I hope that everybody stays safe and has some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.